Hey, AEW and WWE fans. Since when is the war between these wrestling companies more important than the lives of all of these amazing performers? Penny, it's Izzy the Prodigy here. Kenny, Brandon, what's going on? Chris Van Fleet here. I hope the episodes just keep getting better and better and better and stacking them up like New Day pancakes. It was a big accomplishment of your podcast. So send me a thank you, write me a nice letter, tweet me, DM me, FaceTime me. I speak to you for Christ's sake. Brandon Brown, I'm surprised that we're not canceled yet. <laughs> They're canceled. Everybody's getting canceled, man. This I didn't even mean it like tweet. that. I didn't even mean oh. it like that. Oh, but yeah, yeah, there's a, yeah, there is definitely a a lot of cancellation kind of going oh, on. Yeah, I meant cancellation but, in terms of a show. Oh, not not the cancellation. I I, I was joking, which I obviously oh, shouldn't man. joke, but. Yeah, let's just say wow, it. that too. Yeah, I, I literally said I was like, should I make a statement right now because I know some stuff's gonna come out about Brandon, but uh, <laughs> obviously it was a joke. Let me not make light of uh, what's going on in the wrestling world because it's it's really been affecting me. Uh, I think Cancel. it's been affecting everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. But look, speaking of cancel culture, right away, uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah, Joey Ryan's uh, probably one of the worst offenders. And uh, all what's going on right now. Uh, some, some really ridiculous stories about Joey Ryan. Man. <laughs> oh my God! Come on, Fernando, you gotta have faith in me, buddy. I'm holding this <laughs> Ready to watch Brandon fuck up more is what he said. Oh man! Oh man! This no, is funny. No. But yeah, no, it's messed up. So I guess he, he Ryan might not be coming back to Impact anymore after these no, allegations. No, they, they got rid of him. They got rid of him. They let him go from his contract. Uh, they let let a couple of performers go. Uh, um, um, Dave Chris and stuff too, but um, yeah, main, mainly yeah. Joey Ryan, but yeah. So look, everybody, uh, watch the D picks. That's that's one. That's number one. So it's unsolicited stuff. No good. No bueno. Yeah, seriously. We thought it was. I thought maybe it was like a you know it was like the hip sort of millennial thing to do, and it was like cool, but apparently it's not cool. People no, are, dude, are it, happy all, with it. All jokes aside, you know, it, I think I think a lot of people with the influx of like Snapchat and all of that, they thought like it yeah. was okay to be like over overly sexualized. And I'm not trying to make an excuse for them, um, but I think every guy goes through that of like we're like, oh, it's at the our res-, you know, it's just right there. It's like a, <laughs> it's a resource, right? right? But it's like, but it's like, um, it's about using things responsibly. Just because the tools are available. Um, just because the tools are available doesn't mean that everybody's okay with that. You know what I mean? You still gotta right. it, it, online is is a funny thing because you know I I always say it is like the stuff you say on Twitter, the stuff people say on Twitter is like, would you say that to a person in real life? Um, mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you get punched in the mouth if you said something like that. So same thing with like Snapchat. You know, it's like it's like yeah, is it re- <laughs> designed to be like an overly sexualized kind of thing? Yeah, but does that mean you go around, you know, showing your slong to everybody? Just at the drop of a dime, you just send it to everybody? No. I just no. Oh, did you see the thing? Uh, I guess we'll... This wait, is wait, who old, texted I... me and said Deanna is single? Who just who just said Deanna is single? My girl, Deanna Peraza. That's a horrible transition off of that, by the way. <laughs> it's a horrible transition. But yeah, my girl, my girl Deanna Peraza. Yeah, anything else yeah, 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 she yeah. looked amazing on Impact. Amazing. <laughs> Who's messaging yeah, me on no, Instagram? Apparently, yeah, apparently, Deanna got out, you know, at least 
you know, unscathed, you know, at least there was no crazy accusations, you know, any, anything against her, which is good. So, no, but, oh, but her, her uh, ex-boyfriend, Marty Skrull, not so much, oh, not man. so much. I mean, like, let, let's get right into it. I know last week we spent a lot of time, but, uh, on this, but like, uh, last week's episode, we, um, we talked a lot about these accusations, but a lot of these hadn't rolled in. Uh, by the time that we were uh, talking about this. And by the way, I see a lot of the usual suspects uh, here. Uh, so I thank you all for joining us. Um, and someone on the chat right now, I just remembered that I forgot to grab her video because uh, I wanted to show her video. So I'm get there's going to be a certain point where I'm going to have to go do that. Uh, do my <laughs> yes. best to uh, to get that done. But anyway, uh, yeah, the Marty Skrull stuff, man. What do you what do you think about this? I mean, have you heard? Have you heard what they said yeah. about Marty's girl? Yeah. So uh, I guess the girl was sixteen at the time and was drunk. No. Okay. So I said this. I said this in terms of a discussion. Yeah. Okay. She was sixteen years old in the UK. Let's talk about that. In the UK, that is legal. That is completely legal. And what happened was okay in that sense. It was legal in that sense. All right. Legal, as I posted on Twitter, legal does not mean moral. Legal, <clears throat> just because it is legal does not mean it's the correct thing to do. Very obviously. Um, and, and, you know, Hollis says I'm still a fan of his. You know, it, it's like, no. yeah, it's, it, it's a hard one. Marty's a hard one because I want to believe he's a good guy. I know that's weird, sure. but, like, I want to believe that Marty Skrull's a good guy. And it's like, I can't, though. I don't know. It's like it's like you at least got to take a step back and let these things unfold because you don't want to say anything too irresponsible um, because you don't know. I mean, it's not like I mean, his friends, you know, might not know that this is uh, going on, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, you know, I usually wear a Marty's girl shirt like on uh, on air, you know. Um, but anyway, it, it's like, yeah, yeah. He, yeah he, even, he even says in the statement, he's like, you know, I understand that. Although our encounter was technically legal in the UK, my lack of good judgment that evening has disappointed many fans. I actually have a problem, and this is my opinion, this is of my own volition. Um, I've read a lot of the comments on what Marty Skrull said, the two uh, statements that he made. And the problem I have is a lot of people were like, he didn't say sorry to her in that, and he didn't do it. And I'm like... He mm. he did, but like I don't know what people were looking for in that. Like, was he's gonna was he supposed to say, "I'm sorry to you"? I really like. I guess my point is like the the statement he made was very politically correct because like he didn't want to necessarily dig a hole for himself further than it needed to be dug. If in the in the in the law, the eyes of the law, it was okay. Does that make sense? So I'm, again, I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying that, like, like that was why he did it. Because in the eyes of the law, he didn't do anything wrong, and he was trying to like say, like, yeah, she has a voice, and if she felt this way, then you know, I'm sorry for that. But like, I don't know. Like, people were looking for something further, I guess, from Marty mm -hmm. Skrull. Um. So I don't know. I don't know. Like, I read it and I read it and I was like, you know, that was a very well prepared statement in my eyes. And I thought, like, you know, I'm not saying, oh, like, he's innocent all of a sudden, but it's like, I, I was like, you know, the way he said that came across very mature. No pun intended, because right. you, you know, was on the younger side there. But it came across, it came across very mature, right. and it was like what he should have said, if that makes sense. 
Well, what about, what did you think of, of Joy Ryan's sort of statement? Did you kind of feel the same way or I didn't. do you think that situation's a little bit different? I didn't. Or is it just you don't like And, and maybe that's Joy a bias, Ryan, right? That I was yeah, going to say maybe a that's a bias because like, you know, and I said this, I have a friend, uh, he's been on this podcast before, but I won't out him. He hasn't been on it in a while. And uh, me and him used to say we, we like Joey Ryan's gimmick in like TNA. And the reason we liked uh, Joey Ryan's gimmick in TNA is because Joey Ryan would walk the line in TNA. Like his character was that he was sleazy and he did, he put baby oil on himself, kind of like a Michael Nakazawa, but like a little bit further. Um, the problem I have is that I feel like he went to um, the independent scene and it was like he was given too much creative freedom. So it was like, you know, we got to see like this gimmick that wasn't necessarily good and to me was going to cause a problem. And sure enough, it's like we come to find out that the guy on the other side is like this kind of was his gimmick with the volume turned up. And it's kind of why I had a problem with it, because I feel like. Again, I, I, I don't know. I mean, none of us really know. Right. But it's like. It's like if you do a gimmick like that, even if you weren't like that, maybe that's the person you kind of wanted to be. Mm. After a while, you would start believing your own hype. You got people, I mean, bluntly, you got people touching your penis every night. You're doing these, th this gimmick. Everybody's paying money to see this stuff. Like after a while, you might think you're hot shit and think that it's okay to force yourself on an unsuspecting girl that's a fan like well of course she wants to be with joey ryan y y you know what i mean so i feel like that's kind of why i always said like i don't like joey ryan's gimmick because it felt irresponsible it felt like it was gonna go down that road and i'm i'm sorry to say that i was correct in thinking that because i, I right. you know you don't you never want to be correct on on stuff like that you know what I mean? It, it's I, I don't take pride in being like I, I I'm not like the rest of the internet community, the wrestling right. the IWC that's like takes pride in being correct. It's like I would rather have been wrong about Joey Ryan, like all day, all day I would rather have been wrong. But unfortunately, that's not the situation, and we got a lot a lot of people yeah. that are. What, yeah. What, what do you sort of think about you know you know he's been getting counseling you know he's taking prescriptions you know that sort of thing do you think that's sort of i don't know i don't want to say excuses what happened but do you at least you know give him props for you know so he didn't come out like denying it you know he came out as like look i've had a problem you know i'm seeking help for it you know same way as squirrel <laughs> so dr nxc scorpio hit the nail on the head because i thought the same thing i was like how yeah. ironic that you know he had a he was in a group with rvd called the cancel culture and then he got canceled himself <laughs> like you know um but you know that could also be that maybe he's feeling that in real life we talk about the volume being turned up um you know i get i'll give joey ryan a chance in that sense because you know um it's like i'll say it like this right is what he did wrong yes is what every is, is there any excuse no but it's like you got to be the bigger person sometimes and let, um, you know, let him try to correct that, because I don't think it does any favors to to just damn him. You know, and I say that in terms I, I said this, you know, I'm making a political statement when I say this, but, um, you know, we talk about the Black Lives Matter thing. And I may have mentioned this before, but I, th I feel like it ties on this. You know, obviously, you all know my stance on Black Lives Matter and how passionate I am about that. Uh, but, you know, I saw a video where like a cop kneeled 
and people are like, no, fuck that. That doesn't fix anything. And it's like, I, I get where you're coming from. Like, it doesn't correct things, but it's like, at, at what point do you just be the bigger person and say, wow, look, this law enforcement, um, you know, the, this police officer um, has kneeled and is seeing the error in his ways and is like supporting the movement. It's like, mm-hmm. at what point do you be the bigger person and allow that so that we can move forward for the, you know, the whole race? Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, so am I, am I by forgiving Joey Ryan, do, am I enabling him? No, it's like, give it a chance. But if he's a dick and he does it completely wrong. Yeah. Get rid of his ass. Right. Uh, there's another shocker. Well, to me, at least anyway, was, uh, somebody mentioned it in the chat earlier, but, uh, yeah, Jack Gallagher. <laughs> I didn't hear about the Jack Gallagher stuff. And I, and I, obviously if he was released, yeah. These have to be some heavy statements. Well, yeah, but I, I actually didn't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't actually hear it. So, if you want to elaborate, yeah. Um, so, I guess somebody actually is accusing him of, of rape. Uh, some another woman. Uh, oh, so the, this one's yeah, responding on to rape. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense of why he would be might, released. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess one of the incidents, uh, a lady said that he like tore a skirt when like she wouldn't sit on his lap or something like that. And then yeah, and then another person's actually gone full on saying that he raped one of her friends. Jesus and so I'm like, Christ. wow, that's crazy. That it's is like you would never expect stuff. that from yeah from like Jack that Gallagher. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, like you know, I, I hate to say it, but like all of a sudden he's got all these prison tattoos and he's got that look, and it's like, <laughs> like it's like maybe chat. he was like this the whole time you know and it's like i really you know character wise fell out of love with jack Gallagher once he went away from the whole gentleman character because mm-hmm. it was like man that was that was your bread and butter but yeah if that's who he is as a person i think yeah you're correct in releasing him and stuff and wwe's been kind of scrubbing his name from uh like benoit style hey. from stuff so they've gone heavy on it you know not right. advertising him so i guess i knew it was something very very heavy uh, and yeah, they didn't wish him, uh, you know, Brian saying this on the chat, they didn't wish him well in his future endeavors like they usually do. So I knew it was heavy. I knew it was, it was, I didn't know how, how far. Uh, so that is very, very surprising. Um, yeah, very surprising. Uh, I will say though, uh, now that like all this stuff is coming out, it's like hitting sort of everybody. Um, I, I do feel kind of bad for, uh, Sammy Guevara, uh, for the for him because i get, stuff I is get what weird. you're yeah. saying but like i want you to elaborate on it because okay. i feel like you know uh that can be taken out of context but um right. i i know what you're what you're trying to say so go ahead go ahead and elaborate on that please right so i get so what is it, like four years ago now maybe yeah maybe, yeah he's about on, 2016 so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like a, he's like an extra, you know, WWE extra or something. Right. He's on like some random podcast, and uh, he, you know, makes a, you know, sort of shock comment about uh, Sasha Banks. You know, saying like, like for, oh my for God, context, like a, yeah, for context. Sasha Banks is gorgeous, right? So, right, right. so uh, Sammy Guevara, not making an excuse for him. He's twenty two years old. Probably the the excuse I will make for him is that he probably didn't think about his vocabulary when he was talking about this. But basically, all he was trying to say was Sasha Banks is uh, super hot and he like likes her. Uh, But like no deep pics, no like inappropriate touching, anything crazy like that. You know, yeah. Four years ago, says something. You know, it was cringy what he said. But you know, no. I mean, flat out, you can flat out say it. He flat out said it. He was like, I would rape her, and like. And, and and you know there was a time period. I don't, but I don't even think four years ago 
was the time period. But there was a time period, you know, I heard people say I'd rape her. Like, that was just to, like, and again, I'm not trying to make an excuse for it because it's incorrect. But it was like trying, the person was trying to convey the level of how much, like, how perfect she is because they were, they'd be willing to go any, through any lengths. Now, I've heard it funnier like than that because obviously it's not funny but i've heard people say something like i would they were talking about misha tate and this is funny to me this one's funny they were like i would drag my balls through broken glass just to hear misha tate fart through a walkie-talkie like that's the humor like yeah it's sophomoric but i think that's what sammy guevara was going for and then chose the wrong verbiage chose something so extreme that yeah even i try to like i mean we're nothing right now right like, for, I'm not you're going to brag like we're the biggest podcast in the world. But what if we are one day? What if we are one day? I don't want somebody <laughs> going back. Yeah, said. right. They, I don't I try to watch what I say because I don't I don't want people going back and and going like, wow, wow, wow. Listen to what Kenny said. You know, what I mean, it's we're on a pl- public platform. So I have to be aware that anything we say is out there is right. out there to absorb, whether it's by one person or, or one million. Right. And so Sammy Guevara, you know, should have realized that because he wasn't with his boys. Not that it's good to say with your boys either, but I'm saying like the way he was approaching that podcast was like, he's with his friends. He could say whatever. Wrong. Wrong. That shit came back to bite him in the ass. Now, to his credit, we talk about forgiveness. Um, I didn't know that. I'm reading what Alex Guerrero is saying is the fact that the podcast host straight up said he leaked the video because Sammy wouldn't go back to his podcast was yeah, hella see, petty though. Uh, yeah, that's man. wrong. That's wrong because it's, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like now this guy's like almost like at the height of his career sort of thing. You know, he's he's in his prime now. He's getting this push now on the show. He's working a big angle yeah. on AEW, and then it's like. Oh yeah, let's throw this out here that he said this. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you know we've we've like, had oof. we've been blessed to have you know some amazing guests, Alicia too, Chris Van Vliet and stuff. It's like I I can't imagine just using their footage to like you know do- put them in the doghouse. Like they did me the honor of of you know being on our show here, and 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 I'm supposed to. I don't know. I, I, I never respect people like that. You know, that's that clickbait crowd and that kind of shit. And it's like, you know, I respect the business too much. And I respect people in general uh, to be like that. But anyway, going back. And by the way, I see you on Instagram. Thank you. Hi, I really like your content. I appreciate you. Um, but going back to Sammy Guevara, it's like, obviously, it was what he said was irresponsible. I don't, I don't think there's anybody refuting that. Like, there, it was horribly irresponsible. It was a horrible choice of words. Um, I do damn the host for saying that. And then, two... Um, Sammy Guevara at least approached this correctly. Um, a, you know, AEW suspended him and, um, you know, he posted a video on, on his, uh, YouTube channel and, um, basically apologized to her. Um, the good thing, like little things that he did, he didn't monetize the video cause he knew it was going to get a lot of views, but it wasn't about the money. So he did not, um, you know, he, he's not collecting a dime on that video. So there's little things he did that's like, okay, like at least he's trying. So you talk about like, should we give forgiveness to Sammy Guevara? I think so. Because again, I, I think it's, you know, this whole speaking out movement, there's been some horrible, horrible things in, in, um, you know, that need to be corrected in the wrestling business. Sammy Guevara needs to, needs to be corrected, but is he on the same level of a Jack Gallagher? You know, right. it's like you you got to put that, you know, in two different categories, you know, 
because do you think it was a little harsh you know him being suspended especially after no, all this time i think i think was made? no no because i think i think they aew needed to do damage control just because um, of their stance in general you know how aew sort of set up yeah 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 and it's like to to not suspend him and then do stuff for like jimmy havoc or things like that it was like it would be mm-hmm. irresponsible you know obviously jimmy havoc was sent to uh you know, um, yeah, he's getting help too. That's crazy. You know, alcohol like, recovery yeah. and things like that. You know, so Jimmy Havoc's getting uh getting some help, and it's like okay, you know, I really at least appreciate like to me, it's like the night is darkest before the dawn. We talk about Black Lives Matter, we talk about COVID, we talk about you know all the sexual harassment stuff. The night is dark, darkest before the dawn. Um, it will lead to a better world, right? So it's like right now, I know everyone's a little, um, a little disenchanted with the wrestling world right now and rightfully so and but it's like we gotta take two steps you know one step back to take two steps forward and you know get get some of these people out of the wrestling business and or or just send the message that it's not okay to be like this in the wrestling business Mm. you know um not to say you know and i don't want to out anybody i'm not even going to mention companies or anything but i you know i've seen some weird behavior already in some shows that i've seen some not off color, um, some off color comments kind of thing, and hearing stuff oh, wow. like that, and it's like you know you you know, and that's just in my little experience, and you know I don't take it wrong. I'm like all right, whatever, but it's like the the recipient could take it wrong, you know. So mm-hmm. it's like you, I, I you know you know that I've always tried to maintain and you know straight and narrow and and not and not make anybody feel uncomfortable with any comments right. uh, backstage or things. So. It's, we just got to get to that point. Not to say like, oh, it's act like how I'm acting, but yeah, yeah, act how like how I'm acting. <laughs> you know, like seriously. You know? Do, uh, do you think you know a lot of these people that sort of have these accusations against them? Uh, do you think they'll be back? You know, sometime in the future? Do you think it's sort of done though with I think a lot I, of these guys? It depends. I think it depends on on how the stance that those people take and how far. Um, how far like jack gallagher i don't think you bring back like jack, jack gallagher's done uh sammy Guevara, you bring back joey ryan even maybe you can kind of bring but you bring back um you know there's certain people like you can at least you know give them a second chance and not because again i don't understand people think people are very people are very prideful in the sense and uh, Brandon's reading the comments, by the way. Yeah, He's not laughing sorry, yeah, at uh, yeah, what no. I'm saying. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I'm laughing at it, too. It's just, well, yeah. Brandon makes us all uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but it, it's, um, to me, it's like, I, I, I want you all to know this. And this is, I mean, this is life advice. This is in your relationship with your, your mother and father, estranged mother and father, or your estranged, you know, ex-wife, or things like that, you know. Just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you are saying that what they did is correct. In fact, to me, forgiveness, uh, in the relationship sense at least, is is more for you than it is for them. You know, mm. I forgive you, Brandon, because I don't want to deal with you. But um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's like, you know, if you just cancel everybody per se and don't give them chances, I feel like that goes to the argument of like, okay, so if someone's a criminal... And then you, when they come out of, you know, uh, they come out of jail, mm-hmm. you don't give them the right to vote. You don't give them a job. You don't give them that. Mm-hmm. It's like they're gonna, they're gonna, 
what's the word I'm looking for here? They're going to just go back to those habits because they got nothing else to rely on because no one's giving them a second chance. They've even if they've been rehabilitated, if they're still being damned for the, 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 the past mistakes, it's like, how how much further can you go? Like as a human being, think right. about that. Like if you're a monster, even if you killed somebody and you come back, you're out of jail after 50 years and it's like you can't even go to the convenience store and get a job, even though the person you were 50 years ago and the person you are now are completely different people. It's like, at what point are we being irresponsible as a society? So that's kind of what I'm getting I'm getting at. It's like, you know, it, it's like, it's not correct, but it's like, you at least, you, you got to give a second chance for, for, for us and for our society. Because, you know, to not allow some of these people back in would yeah. lead them down a worse path to me. All right. But I know we spent a little time on that, you know, yeah. that, that was... But I feel yeah. like it needed to be said. So yeah, because it, it blew it blew up like over the, over the whole I thought week. we talked. Yeah, I thought we talked about out. it on the last episode, yeah, and, and it was like, like oh, it was dear. so much more stuff that came out, like the Velveteen Dream stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I take back what I said because like a lot more allegations are coming out. And it's like now I'm walking that line of like, was that correct? Like, is he is he really like a pedophile? You know, I don't know. Again, but you know, I don't want to be irresponsible and just like damn him and without you know it's hard man it's hard it's hard to play that walk that line of like you want to give the victims a voice but you don't know who that is the needle in the haystack and is looking for fame like uh who was it austin theory uh had some allegations come out and uh you know again my opinion it felt like the girl that was saying them was uh looking for her 15 seconds of fame 15 minutes of fame i should say um for example she had said she was 13 when austin theory was um hitting on her and trying to snapchat her and just uh, flirting but like nothing like was sending her pictures or anything it was just was flirting with her um now in fact if she was 13 there you go that's the end of the line for austin theory but that was uh, supposedly, I think, and I hopefully I don't have my years wrong, but I think that was supposedly uh, 2014. And then somebody found on her profile pictures of 2016 talking about her becoming a nurse. Mm. Let's just use common sense here. If you're 13 in 2014 and you're 16 in 2016, how the fuck did you become a nurse in that time? You don't. Dang, you don't. So it's like. So again, it's like again. My it is of my opinion that she is lying about that, and um, she is the needle in the haystack of all these allegations that is looking for fame and to looking a defamation kind of thing as opposed to all of these real allegations for real victims. And what really sickens me out of all of that is obviously. 99.9% of these allegations are true, but there are going to be people that look at this one girl's allegations that are not true, quote unquote, again, my opinion, and categorize the whole speaking out movement based on this one culture. So she is really selfish because that is unfortunately what is going to happen. Just general perception is going to be like, well, if she's lying, all of them are lying, right? which is not true. What about uh, what about Cornette, man? Cornette's, you know, kind of implying the same thing. There might have been some there, yeah, but, uh, but people, but people have come out. A lot more people have come out and said it. And it's like I feel like, again, I feel like Cornette's stuff's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is that a bias? Scary? Yeah, man, pal, if you want to push an OVW, you got to fuck my wife and make sure she comes. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I've been drinking a little bit of, a little, little old-fashioned, so I apologize. Look at this guy making his own old-fashions. No, well, I will say, I mean, it, it's, it's unfortunate what's happened. Uh, I guess all this stuff had to come out at some point. Uh, it's, it's, it sucks that, you know, guys like Str- Gravara get lumped in with guys like Gallagher and, you know, stuff like that. Right. And it all sort of, it's all sort of gets, you know, mixed together and thrown out there. But, you know, hopefully this changes the culture. That's the main thing. You know, right? Forget general, what's yeah, real and what's like, not real. And yeah. Who is, uh, who's telling the truth or who's embellishing or who's that? The whole point is the wrestling business is going to change for the good. And male superstars, female superstars, well, superstars in general are going to know it's not okay to do these things backstage or to do these things because of your star power. And let me answer a couple questions off of Instagram because there's a lot of people on Instagram tonight. So uh, this one, I'll say, I heard AB, A- AEW might be shutting down. No, that's not that's not true at all. That is not true <laughs> at all. Keep going. <laughs> What's up? I'm your biggest fan. I appreciate you, Taylor Arnold. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Bander says, do you think the crowd will not be for more than a year? Yeah, I don't think crowds are coming back till 2021, which I guess will lead us into our next topic because I do want to talk about this. Uh, well, man, we'll save this for the end. Let this be the, the main the main event, man. But we've already gone half an hour and I feel like we've um, we got two really big topics to talk about and we haven't touched on it. So let's touch on some little topics. I will get back to that crowd question. Um, and there's a reason why I don't think a crowd will be... Uh, <laughs> back in wrestling until 2021. Uh, but let's talk about the fact that, um, you know, let's, let's talk about a, a small little thing I wanted to touch on. A lot of people were talking about, you know, Viking Raiders and wanting uh, War Machine back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told them, you know, and, and again, this is me taking a step back and, and looking at what's going on. I hate what WWE is doing with the Viking Raiders. <laughs> but taking a step better. back, taking a step back. <laughs> yeah. I realized that there's a lot more to be invested about with the war, uh, the Viking Raiders, I should say, than there was in the past. At least now, remember when uh, you remember, forget, and and I know there's no crowds right now, but remember uh, before um, was, (laughs) you remember when uh, the horn would hit the and the crowd would just be silent. And I'm like, what's there to invest in in these guys on the main roster? Hmm. Whereas now with the Viking Raiders and, and Brian's asking War Machine, War Machine is the Viking yeah. Raiders. That was their name in uh, yeah. on the independent scene uh, in New Japan and other federations. Um, but now it's like I feel like when the Viking Raiders come out, I know they're entertaining. I know that they are capable of more. So I'm invested in them when they do right. wrestle, when they do do things. So WWE, as much as I give WWE crap, and we all are in that 18 to 34 demographic, and we get more disgruntled than anything else, it's like WWE does get it right sometimes. It's like, show their entertaining side that they're not just some hard-hitting buffoons, and that's it. War, war, war. That's it. There there is more to them. Uh, But by the way, I want to read this comment. Um, Taylor Arnold said, I I really do appreciate that. I don't know how I can have an impact on you like that, but... um, Again, that means a lot to me. It says, I wanted to say your live video on Instagram helped me get through uh, anxiety. So, um, yeah, speaking of that, I've, I've had a lot of anxiety because of what's going on in the wrestling business. So if I can be that source for you, uh, that means a lot to me because, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I go through it myself. I think we all go through it with, with what's going on here. Um, 
Let me answer this question too. I just yeah. signed in. Without a real crowd, do you think it's hard to tell who's getting over? It seems these trainees boo for the Ooh. heel always and cheer for the babyface. No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't think it's hard to tell who's getting over because there's an intangible that you feel. And you know, we talk about. You know, I don't mean to get philosophical, but it's like yeah. there's that voice of like logic in your head, and then there's that like internal know what's right instinct in all of us that tells us right. like this is the right job for me or this is the right person for me or you know this etc etc and it's like if you trust that instinct you can tell who's getting over like the viking right, ratings right. are getting over right now in this whole in the whole scheme of things you know um dexter loomis on nxt with the creepy character he's getting over like you can tell you know so so no 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 just trust it because if you feel yeah. it here Everybody at home is feeling it too. Like we're all connected, right? In some strange way, we all know that the, that we're watching at home live, you know, with each other, yeah. even though you can't see the person or feel what they're feeling, you know. I wonder if sometimes it works out better that there's no crowd because sometimes I think certain people come out and they come out to crickets and then it sort of throws stuff off anyway. I agree. And so I agree. this way, yeah, this way it's like all right, there's no sort of crowd interaction, but the character sort of can do what they're supposed to do and then they'll have a reaction I agree. for that storyline to make it, it that's, work it's a really good point you just made and that's y'all mark that down because that is me <laughs> complimenting brandon for like look at this babe. the 6 25 10 33 p.m 6 6 25 oh the date i was like it's, yeah. it's like 10 o'clock at night um but i give an example dexter loomis wouldn't i to me wouldn't have got over the the fact that he is uh, doing this creepy character and there is crickets because he's supposed to be the silent like really creepy kind of guy i feel like the silence is adding to the ambiance of his character so now when crowds come back they're gonna know to shut the fuck up when dexter loomis is out there to me they wouldn't have got that uh, that cue if uh dexter loomis had debuted in the crowd era hmm. um you know, and I feel like you're seeing a lot of talents like Finn Balor staring at the camera and he's doing stuff. And I feel like a lot of these talents are learning uh, other facets of themselves and what they're comfortable with um, and learning a different aspect of the business that they didn't have before. So these are all just like tools that they're adding to their repertoire. Edge, uh, that promo he cut on Raw when he was looking to the camera that, and he's like, like yeah because yeah. he's, he's got acting chops and you know he right. was on viking and he was on haven and uh and um Vi i think the show is not just called viking it's called something else so i apologize i don't remember the name but when he's looking at the camera and he goes you woke up somebody that's been asleep for a while the rages are superstar and he's got those eyes and stuff and edge is underrated Edge has always been underrated to me on 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 stuff like that but he's even better now um <laughs> <laughs> Fernando talk about Dexter Loomis he's like Brandon but doesn't talk at all which is what we need what he needs um, but yeah you know it's it's I feel like there are some stars of the COVID era if you will um, and yeah let's get into Twitter we'll get into that at the end uh, the main event we'll, we're going to talk about some COVID type stuff as the main event um, here but yeah you know I feel like you know COVID era is, is lending itself to some of these characters um, let's quickly talk about kayfabe 2.0 which always makes me laugh speaking of the twitter world um people talking about nia jacks injuring charlotte because charlotte's going to be out now and people are like wow wwe so insensitive they're tying this injury stuff into the storylines guys that's what wwe is to, does to work you now they will take whatever you are mad about on the twitterverse 
and throw it into their storylines. That is called kayfabe 2.0. They want you to feel what you're feeling right now because right, right. you think you're too smart for storylines, so they give you some truth. And that's when you get worked into a work, you smart, like worked into a shoot, you know? <laughs> Hulk Hogan understands. You know, get worked into a shoot, brother, brother, Shaw. <laughs> but, yeah, but dude, I mean, this is crazy. I know, I know people were sort of, you know, down on Charlotte. They're like, you're like oh, she's taking up too much TV time. Oh, yeah, everyone but, knew. Everyone yeah. knew, right, what, what was going to happen with Charlotte. They were like, they're pushing Charlotte down our throat. She's going to be on every show. There's reports coming out that Charlotte was supposed to be on, you know, was supposed to be on all the shows and taking up segments and possibly yeah. taking up the Roman segments and being challenging for a male title and this. It shows you what the internet knows because Charlotte went down with an injury like it seemed like it was planned to give her some time off to to let her you know not, it's not a major injury but let her kind of heal some stuff that she needs to heal yeah. and then come back shows you what the internet knows you know everybody, that's crazy yeah, yeah. No, no, i was gonna say that's crazy but that's another big name star that's off the TV now, you know who's gonna like you I were saying. Too. Last I thought week, about you. Fill that role I thought now. about yeah. you when because, you when yeah. we, you know when we said that um, we were talking about that Charlotte was supposed to fill the void of like a Becky Lynch or the lack of a Ronda Rousey, or, you know. But it's like the women's division; they they need to step some names up, you know. But I, I do think Sasha and Bailey are doing such a good job of running that division. I think I've said it on on a tweet: uh, the Iconics are doing. Wait, hold on! Breaking news. Guardians of Chaos here. No, what? Tessa Blanchard leaving Impact Wrestling. Is oh, that true? Snap. I'm gonna have is to search that. Is this for speaking that. out, or is this for something else related? I wonder. That's huge if if true, because obviously she's the current Impact Wrestling uh, champion. So you can see me and Brandon are kind of flustered. We're going to search the interwebs and see if that's true. Um, that's kind of crazy yes. if it if it is. Terminated um, her contract and stripped her of the Impact. Yes, Impact has terminated really? Tessa Blanchard crazy impact so so not even that she stepped away um but bless tessa blanchard has just flat out been terminated it seems like um i'm re re reading what sean ross sap said um she was blowing off requests to send in promos and things like that and they didn't expect her to be back in time for slammiversary so they're terminating her contract which Whoa. goes back to I've heard you know the rumors of uh, of uh, Tessa Blanchard's attitude problem. So I don't think anybody should just expect to see her in WWE or something because I've heard. I want to see her AEW. I would I would like to see her in AEW. To me, she's like the female Brian Cage in that sense of like you can kind of like she can be the powerhouse of a division. Uh, but that's crazy. That is I appreciate you telling us that by the way because that is that is huge breaking news. Obviously, you could see our reaction to that. We didn't know that was coming. That's um, nuts. Yeah, they've terminated impact, her. Man. her. <laughs> they, I, I give them credit. Stuff, I give them credit for not being afraid to name. do what they need to do. Yeah, because a lot of you know, I'm not going to name companies, but you know, I've I've dealt with indie companies. They're like, ah, we don't want to. This person's good enough for us that we will deal with their shit. And it's like, you shouldn't deal with their shit. You know what I mean? Mm. You should send the message. You know, do business or or else. So I think they sent a good message to basically say, like, all right, Tessa, if you're not going to help our company, you know, fuck off, basically. Um, and I don't yeah, know. I don't know. One. I don't that's know. That's, that's a huge name. And now we can speculate, you know, where's she going? You know, but is, is she going to be a liability? Uh, is she a liability, you know, that it 
does it make sense for like an AEW to sign her? Is she too much of a liability? That's the way to say it. Um, you know, but that's that's huge news. That's huge news. Unbelievable. Um, <laughs> Kenny is Impact Champion. Is Diana is Knockout Champion? I... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Bucket! Bucket will be the power couple right. of Impact Wrestling. Damn it! Will Will Diana fill the shoes of Tessa now that Tessa's gone? Well, Tessa was the, I mean, the, the world it, champion, right? not the yeah. Knockout Champion. It was a world right. champion, which is crazy. Uh, Hunter saying Tessa for Evolve, like nah, Tessa to me, you assuming that her attitude problems are in check. "Quote unquote attitude problems," but I've always heard them from multiple sur- sources. You know, she's worth an, an AEW, you know, to me. You know, she. But we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, getting back into it. Um, here, it's funny. I told Brandon I thought this episode would be half an hour, <laughs> and uh, now I'm like struggling because I'm like, oh my god, this is gonna be a long episode. This is how we it always is. But that's because honestly, we have like one of the greatest live chats in the world. Because honestly, you all keep the juices flowing, keep the juices yeah. flowing and, and I love it. Like I, I came into this with like maybe five topics um, and everybody who's in our Twitter chat, because I do have a top fans Twitter chat. So if if you want to be on the top fans tw- Twitter chat, let me know in the comments below uh, or let me know on Twitter directly and uh, tell me you want to be added to that or on Instagram, of course, just DM me somehow, get in contact with me somehow. And uh, I'll put you in that chat. But I was uh, telling them, I was like, well, geez, I only had a. <laughs> you know three topics to go off of and uh you all filled in the gaps um i'm here wh- i'm hearing rumors of evolve closing that can't be true that sucks because that's like basically one of wwe's developmentals without being in-house so mm. evolve is on a break i hear but i i do know a uh, shikara closed basically after everyone like a mass exodus after all the the accusations the came out, out stuff? Oh, no. yeah yeah I mean, hey, it's it, like it, killing like whole feeder but systems. I, have a, I, I hate to say it, but i never viewed shikara as like a good reputable company you know i'm trying to watch what i say but uh i didn't view it as a good reputable company anyway so uh yeah you know it is what it is um uh let's get into this uh you know how do you feel brandon uh next week obviously is the aew's fighter fest and it was announced on nxt uh the Great American Bash. NXT Ooh. is doing the Great American Bash to counter Fighter Fest for the next two I, weeks, mind you. As in, yeah, it, it's the same counter programming. How do you feel about counter programming? Yeah, you know what? I, why, why not? I mean, they were put there NXT anyway to just sort of siphon away ratings from AEW anyhow. So <laughs> right. they might as well counter program. Siphon. Hey, the, yeah. Sorry, if you if you if you watch the Matrix, you understand why I hate the name Siphon. By the way. Oh. <laughs> wow the matrix but, is going off of netflix by the way they're taking it off of netflix oh, my sisters were like were like they're taking the, the matrix off the matrix uh, off the netflix i'm like do you ever really get away from the matrix but anyway go on <laughs> yeah uh no yeah exactly like yeah nxt was there long live zion bitches yeah it's a desire i own i you know i bought that uh matrix dvd from i was with pawn you. shop like a while no, ago. Yeah, no, yeah. Wait, no 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 yeah i w- it was a best buy i was with the you when buy? you bought it yeah it was the oh, be- best buy in citrus park at a pawn shop yeah maybe it was the best no buy. i was with you i remember when I you bought the shop? Yeah, what did you oh, buy no. for the pawn shop? Because oh, I was no. with you when you bought the Matrix trilogy. Uh, no, was no, it the no, Blade no. trilogy been... that you bought? Yeah, it must have been the Blade trilogy that I got at Best Buy. Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. that's what it was. I stand corrected. Yeah. I stand corrected. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brandon bought the Matrix trilogy and a pack of smokes from a pawn shop. Yeah. 
Dude, can you believe that? Like, what's the, like we were shopping at Best Buy. I haven't been to Best Buy. No, Brandon and I used to go to like a Best Buy or like Fye back in the day. Yeah, and we used to go there. Sam Goody, and just that was like our hangout, and we would like yeah. buy these movies. You know, oh, so, it, so archaic when you say it, because now we just stream stuff. That's why I don't see Brandon yeah. anymore. You know, Brandon and I used to like. Over, uh, over Brandon and I used to used to bond over like movies and DVDs, but like now, what do we have to bond over? We have nothing right. in common. Nothing at all. He's a DVN. Yeah. I am a like straight edge. Like, what's going on? I, I'm straight edge. You hear me as I drink yeah. an old fashioned. <laughs> yeah, making himself old. Anyway, getting back to topic. But, yeah, yeah. So NXT. Uh, yeah, and so they've been counter-programming AEW anyhow, so this is a good idea. I think it's cool. It gives you something to watch. Uh, I mean, a hell, NXT actually beat them in viewership, at least. All right. <laughs> yeah, but, so, I mean, they're trying something. You know what I said? I, mean, we'll I was, like, works, I was yeah. like, you know, like I, I'm sick of hearing that, you know, WWE's the devil with this counter-programming, because at the end of the day, counter-programming is the only thing that's going to make the wrestling companies better. The only way, <laughs> The only way to get better is with competition. It's as simple as that, and it's like as much as I get where you're coming from, it it, it does. It is kind of scummy that WWE is doing this. Um, yeah, like damn it, like just let them. I but somebody pointed out, I think it was Alex on the chat right now. Um, when 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 this was said, I was like, okay, that does that is kind of scummy. It it's one thing to counter program AEW, but to counter program with a pay per view that was invented by <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> That they have the rights to, but so it's like almost like a fuck you to the Rhodes family with the Great American Bash. Uh, Like that made me go, okay, maybe you're correct on that. Maybe you're correct on that. Um, But by the way, I I do want to insert this. We'll take a a quick 30 second right here because I want to show this clip. Uh, I should have transitioned it after all of the accusation talk. But um, I did want to, you know, show this. This is our friend April. Uh, you know her on the chat as Howells over here. She does have a channel on YouTube, uh, Beating Faces. So obviously that's a little haha. If you don't know, a be- beating a face means putting on makeup and making yourself look really good. Uh, but obviously wrestling. So it co- combines her two loves, which is makeup and professional wrestling. So um, it's her talking from the female perspective on all of the accusations so it's just a quick minute clip again go find the full video on her youtube channel beating faces if i can find it as a person this just makes oh. me so mad you know, if i was just a, a casual wrestling fan i would just been pissed pissed <laughs> brandon i tried <laughs> as a female wrestling fan i tried or I investing it. my time into watching wrestling hell i, I tried have to wrestling have this not be YouTube sideways like this turn your monitor just turn your monitor at a swift 90 yeah. degrees you know leaving yeah, there was a point and, uh, where i've been a makeup artist I want to build up my client base at home, get my certification, get my license, and this is something that I love doing, uh, and I hoped and prayed that one day I could work for a wrestling company or just a random promotion and do makeup on wrestlers, (laughs) male or female. Let's not talk over it. Now I'm like... What now? As a person, this just makes All me right. so mad. Sorry about that. Sorry you about know, that, April. That it, on the, at least on the video version, that it looks wrong for the. 
I have a problem, right, with video for some reason. Every time I, I hit stretch video, it changes it 90 degrees, and I always forget about that. Fernando says, wow, so disrespectful to April. I tried, damn it. I tried to be a good guy. again? I tried to be good. A good guy to April. And uh, I'll show it at the end of the video. Everyone say good job. God damn it. I turned heel without trying on this podcast, and she's not even here to see it. But uh, I will... I will play it at the end of the podcast again, just to uh, correct what just that, happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, getting back on, on topic, um, where were we, Brandon? Oh, oh yeah. So we were talking about. Oh, I guess quickly. Uh, WWE backstage canceled. Speaking of canceled stuff, yeah, it tough, seems like are they retooling? That's crazy. <laughs> finally yeah. says, "Wow, Kenny." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's gonna fix it he's gonna i'm fix gonna fix it, it. we'll play it afterwards okay we we yeah. talked about this with everything that's going on in the wrestling world it's about redemption damn it and uh we will have some himself. redemption Gimbal. afterwards we will have some redemption <laughs> afterwards <laughs> and we will forget that that happened okay all right everyone's calling attention everyone's <laughs> making me feel bad the live podcast, damn it. You should appreciate it. It was live, bro. It was live, baby. Live, yeah. What are we going to do? Look at I'm sweating on air. Look, look at me. Look at me. I'm all sweaty on air. But uh, anyway, getting back into it. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? Damn it, Brandon. You got me all flushed. Oh, backstage. I was saying quickly. Yeah, WWE backstage, backstage uh, unfortunately, was canceled. Whatever, yeah. Which, you know, I'm, I am I said it tongue-in-cheek. I was like, well, of course they canceled it. It had worse production value in the COVID era than our podcast does. <laughs> you know, but uh, no, they were talking about the production value and the ratings not being there. And it's just uh, a constant. It's kind of, I guess April was here the whole time, by the way. She just wasn't on the uh, live chat. So I thought I could get just, away with it. She, was she just wasn't so paying attention. Yeah, she was, she was shocked at the disrespect. But if you're on the audio version, you don't understand what's going on. So let me explain. I tried to show a video from April's... Uh, April's channel beating faces and it was turned 90 degrees and it had her all stretched and not looking but she did so she spent all that time on her makeup and then my I turn heel and stretch her face and stuff and make it look weird like I, I'm sorry April uh, I really am but anyway getting back to it um yeah so I guess let's come to our two main topics here uh for the first and foremost I want to talk about uh Undertaker uh the last ride and uh, Taylor Arnold, what do you think about Renee Young testing positive uh, for coronavirus? <laughs> that, that is the main event, so we are going to talk about that. Um, but yeah, The Undertaker, man, I, uh, you know, this episode dropped on Father's Day, which, you know, it's so weird, like, growing up, Father's Day was, like, just a, just a holiday, but, like, now that I'm a dad, it's, like, it means the world to me to, you know, have <laughs> Father's Day and see my daughter and and uh, have that day with her and, and things like that. Um but yeah, The Undertaker dropping that news, which of course got spoiled before I actually saw the episode. Mm. Um, it was insinuated that he's retiring. And uh, the insinuation mm. was that he said, you know, when we started this documentary, I uh, I wasn't okay with it, you know. Um, wow. But uh, he's like, now I'm in a good place. And he, he calls to two events, uh, which is, this is some heavy stuff. You know, I, I'm not afraid to say that when I watched the episode, um, found myself crying at the end. I think I think a lot of people probably did. Um, they're still giving me shit in the chat. I'm trying to talk about the Undertaker. <laughs> they're still giving me shit in the chat. This is the last time I do something nice for somebody. <laughs> All right. The, you know what they yeah. say? The 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 road the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Okay. Yeah. It's a perfect example of it. All right. I try to plug 
beating faces. <laughs> and instead, what I did was I beat my reputation into the ground right here, just like the Undertaker in the Boneyard match. Look at that transition. Oh, man, look Take at that. that. But anyway, what a pro uh, with the <laughs> the Undertaker, uh, the Undertaker talking about you know. Um, two big things uh leading to kind of him feeling like he needs to spend time with his family mm -hmm. uh the first first and foremost the death of kobe bryant and uh you know i think that affected everybody he was like he's like you know obviously not close with kobe but uh didn't you know that affected me made me feel like family came first uh the wow. second piece uh was heavy man and this is this is why you know mark calloway up there says mark calloway is the k cup of the week this is heavy stuff, Brandon. Like, I mean, you obviously you like the Boneyard match, right? Mm -hmm. Great yes. cinematic match. Might be the best cinematic match in the COVID era. Um, the Undertaker, apparently they went out to do, you know, look at the place in Orlando and the barn and whatever. And he was sitting in a car with, I think it was uh, Bruce Pritchard and Triple H. And he gets a phone call from his niece. And, uh, you know, mute me now, right now, if you haven't seen the episode, I'll just mute me for like two seconds. I'll tell you when I come back, uh, I'll put my hand up or something like this on the video version. Uh, but basically you get, gets a call from his niece and he says it was on the last ring before it was, um, about to go to voicemail something inside of him told him, uh, to pick it up. <laughs> Alex Guerrero says, Mark, are you in here? Congrats. Yes. Mark Calloway is in here. Of course. He's always here in spirit, you know? Uh, the legend of the Undertaker, rest in peace. Behind us, man. Mm. Yeah, it's right there. Exactly, he's <laughs> right there. Uh, but yeah, no. In all seriousness, <laughs> like Joey Ryan. Um, it, in all seriousness, um, yeah, he get a, he gets a call from his niece. It's on the last ring before it goes to voicemail, and something told him to pick up. And uh, he says, you know, hey, what's wrong? What's going on? And she goes, well, it's it's my dad. Uh, he he had a heart attack and. Uh, you know, so first thought of going through his head, he's like, you know, obviously with all his COVID stuff going on, he's going crazy, but he's like, well, you know, what hospital did they take him to? And I thought like the way he said this in his interview was just, it lends itself to how good a storyteller The Undertaker is. Because, you know, it, it, it's a subtlety, but he goes, he goes, you know, because I knew he lived there and uh, he, he lives there in Austin, Texas. And he goes, well, lived. And then he kind of, <clears throat> and he goes back to his story, and it's like just that little salty of like, oh, mm. it wrenches your heart because you know how it's going to end now. But he didn't say it, so it's like you're waiting for that. And then sure enough, he's like, you know, talking about his niece, like, so what hospital they take him to? And uh, his niece goes, no, Uncle Mark, he he's gone. And uh, so he was dealing with the death of his brother, and then he was talking about like, yeah, the ne the next day I have to come in for this boneyard match, and you know, there's coffins. And there's tombstones, and he's like, you know, I don't care who you are, you're a fucking Undertaker. Your character is the Undertaker. You lost your brother the night before, and you have to go. AJ Styles is popping out of a casket and doing all this. Like, that's a that's a heavy thing. And, and and if I didn't respect the Undertaker before, the Undertaker got my respect after that because to to do that match after the real life death of your brother, that is that's. What a professional. You want to talk about a professional. Like, you wouldn't have known anything happened to a man. And by the way, apparently, Brandon, you remember when he put his arm through the windshield? Yeah. Real? Oh, that was legit. Yeah, because they, they had to stop shooting, and they show, like, all the blood he's coming on his arm. He's bleeding. Okay, he's bleeding okay, now. I was like, yeah, I, I thought it was gimmick, yeah, too. Uh, and then he's showing, like, all the, all the blood coming out, and they're, you know putting gauze on him, gauze pads, yeah. and they're doing stuff. And he was like, you know, we had to stop the blood and then go back in. 
Uh, by the way, you can come back here and put my hand up. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's uh, tough stuff, man. It's tough stuff. And uh, Undertaker basically saying, you know, he, he wanted to be with his family after that. There's more important things in life. And he's okay with retiring after that. He's like, how, he's like, how, how can I do better than that? I rode off into the sunset, yeah. you know? And then it, it do you, leads... Do you, yeah. Who are you do you say? think it should do maybe one more with like a cinematic with like uh Sting? The only person <laughs> yeah, he does it with Sting, Sting. or, or, or why? No? The okay. only person he could do that with is Sting because why does he he wouldn't need to come back to face Wyatt. He's fought Wyatt already. He's done that. Yeah, there's nothing done. he needs to do, and that's what he was actually saying. He feels like he doesn't there's nothing he needs to do. The only match I can see happening for him if ever he was to come back would be the Sting match. The Sting. And you can do a cinematic match there, but you know, with Sting rumored to go to AEW and all this stuff, who knows? Uh, but it was heavy stuff because I never realized there's like two institutions in my life, right? Two institutions. I'm 31 years old, and there's always been two constants in my life, and arguably both of them were past their are past their prime. But you still you still love to see it. You still get the nostalgia every time you see it. The first was the is the Undertaker. Been there all my life, and then the second is The Simpsons. It's like The Simpsons. <laughs> the Simpsons. I, I, I nobody knows this uh, on this chat, but I'm probably a bigger Simpsons fan than I am a wrestling fan. Mm. And um, as much as it sucks now, like it absolutely is horrid. I don't watch any Simpsons. I watch the old stuff. It's still gonna feel some type of. Way, I'm still gonna feel some type of way when The Simpsons ends. And 30 plus years, you know, of The Simpsons <laughs> is, is over. And uh, it's going to be, you know, heart-wrenching. And that's what it was. I cried when the, when Undertaker said he was done. I cried. Like, I, I was like, wow, this is... I didn't know how... I was actually mad at first that I wasn't crying. And then, and then of course, I, I did start crying. And I was like, wow, like, I didn't... You, you finally let yourself... You finally let <laughs> you it go, you know. Cry, and, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, man, it was... It, the Undertaker's a great person. The, Mark Calloway is a person. He's an amazing man. Um, just from all his interviews, he's just really charming. Someone I'd never, but I guess you got to be charming to have a character lo so long lasting like that. Um, that's a good comment. Yeah. Uh, Alex Guerrero, he says, after the last number of matches, which really had me feeling bad for Taker, I'm glad he got to go out with the Boneyard match. And that's kind of what he was saying. He was, you know, I had a drink, <laughs> a drinking game for, uh, for the, the last ride, which was, Drink every time uh, Triple H says uh, says chasing the dragon because he kept saying he's like you know that's an elusive <laughs> dragon to chase you know he kept saying that and uh, he kept saying the dragon the dragon and uh, yeah I finally I, I feel like the Undertaker was finally content uh, with that that's that's a very good thing to go out on like to me I'm still pissed off in a way that I didn't get to I was there Brandon was there too I mean we were yeah. there for 2017. When you put the jacket in the ring and stuff, and I thought that was his retirement, I cried then. I cried. I'm like, oh, the Undertaker's done. He's kissing his wife. That's it. And in many ways, the Undertaker did die that day because we he let Mark Calloway in after that, and you got to see who he was. So it's kind of still symbolic in that way. And I'm I'm almost at peace with the fact that he retired as this holy trinity, as he calls it. You know, that it was a hybrid of the American badass, the Undertaker, and Mark Calloway. So you still got like him riding out into the sunset wwe's mm. actually released a shirt that says mark calloway which is so yeah. weird it says mark yeah. calloway mark calloway has his first you know t-shirt on wwe shop um but yeah man the undertaker i'm fine i'm glad he finally just got that like to me it was very apropos for him to just write off because to me that was apropos for the man 
not even the undertaker the undertaker died to me in 2017 but we mm. got the man retiring in 2020 you know so i hope he doesn't spoil it you know but at the same time it's like i trust him enough that if he ever did come back uh it would same. make sense it would yeah. make sense because he he just he does it right to me and he has that respect from me and i think i don't think i that's why i always like really had had it out on twitter when people were like fuck this guy he needs to retire it's like uh eh. Maybe he needs to retire, but he's the Undertaker, and you you don't talk about the Undertaker like that. But anyway, um, uh, actually, what I was gonna say, uh, I I realized why I got emotional after watching the last ride, because all the stuff that happened, he retired after WrestleMania 36. I selfishly, I got pissed off because it mm. meant that we were supposed to see his last match live, because we had tickets for WrestleMania 36. And uh, him versus AJ Styles, a guy to, you know, I won't spoil it, but there was really cool circumstances surrounding AJ being the last opponent. And um, selfishly, I'm really pissed off that I didn't get to see him face like my second favorite of all time, you know, my current favorite mm-hmm. AJ Styles as his retirement match in Tampa. You know, all of all of these things would have just added together would have been very emotional, you know. But uh, anyway, it ended as it did. It ended with a good match because all, for all we know. Maybe it wouldn't have been as good as if it was a live match. If it was a live match, right? Yeah. You know, because you know, everything's all speculation. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Maybe it wouldn't have been as good of a match live. He'd have felt like he needed to keep going. So who knows? Maybe this is exactly how it was supposed to end. Um, but anyway, seg- segueing into our main event here, um, <laughs> we do talk. I, I do want to because I feel like I'm going to rant a little bit about this. Maybe not too long because I'm pretty sure I got to use the bathroom, but. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to talk about, uh, and and this, there was a very good chance this was going to be our cover. And everybody said, don't use it as the cover. Use The Undertaker, show him respect. And I said, all right, mm. all right. Again, that is in the Twitter chat, so if you want to join, let me know. Um, but yeah. Um, so it was announced that, you know, Renee Young's having a horrible week. WWE backstage is canceled. Oh, no. <laughs> WWE backstage is canceled, and then she comes down with uh, coronavirus, COVID-19. Uh, test positive for that and then everybody comes out because you know obviously it was reported john moxley we didn't know renee young had it by the way so it comes out that john uh a lot of wwe performers have tested positive in ring talent included and then it comes out john moxley is not going to be on aew dynamite um uh, renee young yes i'm reading the names renee young kayla braxton and a producer that producer being adam pierce um has corona that that's the ones we know right now uh, Kayla Braxton, by the way, oh, my heart goes out to her because apparently this is the second time she's second had it. Go, yeah. She right. had it in March. She uh, And I guess people were tweeting some horrible things because uh, she went and deleted her Twitter. So uh, f- I feel for her, and I hope she's doing well. And I really, the wrestling community is really toxic, which is actually going to be the uh, topic of this. Um, John Moxley, yeah, didn't show up for AEW Dynamite because Tony Khan said he was in close proximity to someone who had coronavirus, and everyone's like, oh, God, hopefully it's not Renee Young. Sure enough, Renee Young says, I, you know, horrible week. My show was canceled. I tested positive for COVID. So now we're like, well, damn it. Of course Moxley has it, you know? We talked about it last week. He's having sex with his wife more often. Damn it, if he wasn't <laughs> having sex with his wife, this, none of this would have happened. So maybe the John Moxley stands were correct. Yeah. Chad, no, they're no, not. Moxley's anyway. clean, baby. It's at least so far. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't have any reports. I've heard yeah. rumors that he's tested uh, or he's tested negative, but I again just rumors because I haven't heard anything official. 
But John Moxley is uh, obviously her husband. There's no way he's doesn't have coronavirus. But you know, a lot of people went <laughs> off on Twitter, you know, and this did, I re- had a serious problem with this because again, I respect these performers first and foremost, and the mm. wrestling business second, and then the war or whatever else. You know, my favoritism to whatever company comes third. But a lot of people were going off, and they were like. You know, talking about like, oh my God! So now John Moxley's not going to face Brian Cage at Fighter Fest. Who the fuck cares? COVID nineteen coronavirus has no cure. People have died off of this thing, and your concern is about Brian Cage versus John Moxley for the AEW Championship. That can be postponed. God forbid something happened to John Moxley. It, it, like, why are you attacking Kayla Braxton and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, come on! Like, this is they're people. They are people just like we're people, just like I'm a person on Twitter. I get affected by all of this this stuff as much as I can I can trade barbs with you, but you know, I do get I do get hurt, you know, when you say stupid stuff sometimes. But yeah, Renee Young's going through this and yeah, people are like, I knew WWE would affect AEW and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Your concern is about this war between AEW and WWE. So WWE, and I get it, what you can be critical of is yes, WWE should have implemented testing. To me, they should have implemented testing beforehand. I think they were irresponsible on how they handled this. But again, there's a lot of blanks that you're filling in that you don't have the answers to. You think that AEW, or Renee Young, I should say, um, got COVID from WWE tapings. What if Renee Young got it from a friend and brought it to the WWE tapings? You don't know that. <laughs> now, that's where we can say WWE should have tested so that they would have found out and not put her on air. But remember, those tests, even the best ones, have like a 46% chance of right. you know, being wrong or something like that. And so that's why I, I tried to show, I tried to tell people, I'm like, look, if you're, if you think AEW did it right by doing the testing and WWE did it wrong, I still implore you to find fault in what AEW is doing for the simple reason that AEW had a huge crowd last night on, on Dynamite. I'm talking about like fa- friends and family up yeah, on yeah. the stands, and I didn't see one fucking mask or social distancing in any sense of the word during the last segment, with Orange Cassidy. So. To me, again, I'm looking at it from the health perspective. You're telling me WWE is the devil. I'm watching a live AEW crowd that has no massive social distancing. Well, they've been testing. Okay, the fail rate on those tests are not... The fail rate on those tests are so good that I'm like... It would still be responsible to be like, Hey, can you social distance? Can you be apart a little bit? Can you wear a mask at least? You know, which goes back into my rant last week. So again, you can't just damn WWE and not damn AEW because they're quote-unquote testing. There needs to be more action taking place in AEW and in WWE. What I will fault WWE is like, you weren't doing a damn thing. What were you doing? Even freaking Brandon's work, I won't out him, but even freaking Brandon's work, they they check his temperature before he walks in. Which, speaking of which, I walked into Brandon's work and Brandon was walking through the whole place without a mask on. That's right, baby. I had to get him a little bit of freedom before they freaking shut us down and made it mandatory. Now it's mandatory, damn it. So I only had, a, I only had like that, that day and a few hours. Yeah, Brandon walked around the whole store, debris. by the way. I watched him because he didn't know I was there. And I watched him walk around and I literally videotaped him. And I should have had the footage ready, but I was like, I caught you, you bastard. You're not wearing a mask. Like, I, I was me, holding it. it. No, it was in my hand. He was holding you know, it. Because, was holding I was doing, because the coronavirus yeah. is on his fingers. Uh, right. But anyway, going back to the wrestling community, they were giving Renee Young shit 
for yeah. affecting Fighter Fest. As if that's what's important. <laughs> that's what's important right now. Not right, and I said the only energy that you need to be bringing into this conversation is that you need to be sending Renee Young and um, John Moxley good vibes and that they need to get better. It's as simple as that. Fuck wrestling. Yeah, you know, I th- I still think Moxley will be good to go. I think he will too. I actually yeah. have faith that he'll be good to go because Fighter Fest is in like two weeks. If he had caught yeah. it a couple days before, that's your fourteen days right there. Yeah, I still have faith that you know, and they yeah. were still advertising it. Check it out. Yeah. But I mean, I, I really, really actually was proud of the of the wrestling community, at least the people who follow me and things like that on, on Twitter, because I mean, that thing got 500 likes, 100 something retweets, what I said at 2 a.m. about, you know, just <laughs> all that's important is if Moxley and uh, Renee Young gets better. Uh, Fernando says, if you get this, the virus, Brandon, I won't feel bad. Uh, I've, I've probably got it already. I he mean, probably does. Yes. Uh, honestly, he probably honest, does. Yeah. Um and and that's why I didn't let him come to my house to watch uh, AEW. But yeah, it's like you know, again, guys. To summarize, it's like, in what world do we care more about the wrestling war and what company is better, AEW or WWE? I literally had people say, you know, we people retweeting it of like, what if Vince McMahon let Renee Young get COVID so that he could take out John Moxley? It's like, guys, if you, I'll say it like this, if you were that deep into your paranoia just unfollow me i don't need that shit in my life because like if you were coming up with that theory you were right you were on some different level (laughs) shit right like get like whatever crank you're on like i don't want to be a part of it because that is just some that is stupidity now now granted i will say i'll out i think some people actually retweeted it on this chat uh there was somebody that said something tongue-in-cheek but they tagged at vince uh vince google search or something like that i forgot the name of the handle but it was basically a tongue-in-cheek of like vince searching like you know can i use this to attack aew that it was a joke that is not in the same realm you know of people actually believing that um a very good amount of the fan base are toxic trash yeah it's kind of how i feel man it's like there's a lot of there's a lot of ego and entitlement just like you're saying and and you know i i have a rule now and it's funny because uh, a lot of people retweet what I say. Like, you you unfollowed me, a bastard. But as soon as you say something stupid like that, I unfollow you. Maybe I'll follow you in the future, but I unfollow you. But it lets me know that I'm correct when somebody retweets my statement or whatever. And they go, you unfollowed <laughs> me, you bastard. It's like, okay. And then you unfollow me. It's like, well, good. That means you weren't going to interact with me properly anyway. You're not going to watch my show so you're not the crowd that I want to bring in anyway. So why am I catering to you? You know, just surround <laughs> yourself with the right energy. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Uh, Alex Guerrero, of course, he's being tongue-in-cheek. Let me say that right now. I but he's know, a, man. He's I don't know, real, right? Bro. Uh, he's saying, uh, I think Vince and Tony started COVID to take out New Japan, <laughs> ROH, Impact, That's and right. uh, CNN. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's right, man. But yeah, it's it's uh it's one thing. It's like you know, I saw like so much toxicity on on uh, wrestling Twitter, but at the same time, I saw so many people kind of come together and uh, you know support what I said that it made me go, okay, cool. Like that made me feel good because it made me feel like everyone took me up in their arms, and the right crowd came in to defend against the wrong crowd. Um, and, and let me let me end the episode with saying this, you know, like. Thank you to WWE. Thank you to AEW for putting their lives on the line 
um, during these times. I, you know, we can be critical of WWE's testing or how they uh, went about it. That's fine. But thank everybody. Um, wow. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, but thank everybody for putting their lives literally on the line um, to entertain us during uh, these times, these unprecedented times. These are some weird times we're going through, but damn it. That's why, that's why I insisted like, you know, there, I have some, I don't want to say competitors, my peers, that's the correct word. Uh, I have some peers that, you know, and rightfully so they are taking a break from their podcast because they can't get into the mental space to do this for everybody. And uh, I'm not knocking them. Um, I'm, I wasn't there today too. I can, I can, uh, attest to that. I literally was like, should I just reschedule this for tomorrow morning? Because I'm not feeling it. And I put myself on, I put my big boy pants on and I said, let's do this thing. Let's get it done. Uh, because as you can see, I love this chat. I love the energy that's going here. And I felt like, you know, a lot of people were saying, can you bring the positive energy for me tonight? And I was like, I'm doing them a disservice by not doing the podcast. So I felt a responsibility to do it. You know, just like these performers feel a responsibility to get us through these times. So I'm doing it in a very small way, but, you know, they're doing it on a big level. Um, th thank Tessa, too. No, I'm not thanking yeah. Tessa Blanchard. Thank you, Tessa. Uh, but um, Thank you, Tessa. No, but, you know, you know, I can, I can, I can understand not being in the right mindset, and it's not, you know, incorrect. So the, the Roman Reigns who are staying home and the Sami Zayn's and the Kevin Owens, they're correct. If they feel like they should stay home, stay home. You know, when the wrestling podcasts are not going on, and if, if you're not in the right mental space to do it, that's fine. You know, but I can understand feeling uh, a responsibility to do it for your crowd. So, um, and yes, yes, Drew, Eric Ruiz drew some really kick ass fan art. Um, it is on our Instagram. I'll retweet nice. it, I'll put it in uh, our story. Uh, again, so you all can see what we're talking about. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool and to see that develop. Um, and yeah, Fernando, Fernando, I don't need to, I don't need to talk to you about it because you actually helped me get through it by being on this episode right now. Uh, I'm in a good space right now. So I thank you all for that because you all brought the energy and you brought it up for me. Um, so no, no, I'm not in a bad place anymore. I just, I actually felt like I wasn't going to do this episode justice is really what was going on with my energy, but you all and Brandon, for that matter, hey, let me give credit to my let me give my credit <laughs> to my co-host here. Brandon picked up oh, the slack. Man. Uh, Brandon brought hero. the energy. <laughs> he ruined I'm a COVID it. Hero. He ruins it. Brandon wears a shirt to work. This is COVID hero. Um, it's true. That's a that, that's a shoot. By the way, that's a shoot. He wears a shirt at work that says hero on it. But um, but anyway, no, you all brought the energy and um, you all brought my mood up. So I thank you for that. I'm just rambling at this point. But, you know, thanks are in order because you're all getting me through these times, even on Twitter. The we through all the bullshit. Sometimes you all are there. So I, I always appreciate you. And um, we we will leave with um, <laughs> April. Yeah, April. We got to plug, April. We gotta plug April's is, channel. Beating right. faces. Yeah. She's been here the whole time. She's still here. But OK. And let's watch this, and then we'll go, we'll we'll uh, end the episode there. So let's let's play this for her, okay? It's not sideways. If it's sideways, turn your monitor. If it is sideways, Just turn against, your yeah. monitor or phone, please. But April, yeah. this is April's stance on all the allegations that are going on uh, from a female perspective. Obviously, one we cannot have on this podcast. So I thought it was our responsibility to show uh, a female perspective from April. Her channel, beating faces. And uh, what's going on in the wrestling business right now. So have a good night, everybody, in the chat, by the way. And before you go, give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe as well. So thank you again.
as a person, this just makes me so mad. You know, if I was just a casual wrestling fan, I would just been pissed. Pissed. But as a female wrestling fan and for investing my time into watching wrestling, hell, I have a wrestling makeup YouTube channel. How many of these are out there? And I decided to make this channel because I wanted to bring two of my loves together. You know, there was a point where I've been a makeup artist. I want to build up my client base. I want to renew my certification and get my license. And this is something that I love doing. And I hoped and prayed that one day I could work for a wrestling company or just a random promotion and do makeup on wrestlers, male or female. Now I'm like, what now?